You're listening to the 20 Minutes a Day podcast, a Chemists Without Borders project. I am your host, Colin Yokanovich, and I serve as a digital media volunteer with Chemists Without Borders. This podcast is part of a larger initiative known as the Two Minutes a Day Project. The goal of the project is to build a community where individuals, chemists, and their networks, as well as anyone else interested, can share and discuss problems, propose solutions to those problems, and collaborate in order to have an impact. We believe that when we all think of an issue for two minutes a day, the focus and the concentration will become habit. Because when people will start to become more conscious and aware of the problems, whether that is a global problem or a local problem, we will all be driven to action. This show is designed to highlight change makers in the chemistry community everywhere. We hope to discuss how we can all work towards advancing humanitarian causes in the context of our deeply busy and often very scheduled lives. With the mission of two minutes a day in mind, We look to tell these stories through an incremental approach. Each episode will run for 20 minutes, with the intent of exposing our listeners to one humanitarian scientist per episode. The objective of this show is to cultivate a distinctly humanitarian mindset, and that is the goal of this show. We hope to address loosely how any citizen that is concerned about human welfare and concerned about the well-being of the planet can think and how we think is going to transform how we address these issues. We hope that by bringing on a diverse community of scientists, we can answer this question from many different perspectives. For this first episode, I'm joined by Bigo Gerber. Thanks for joining the show, Bigo. It's fantastic to have you for the launch of this new show, because at least in my mind, there's no better first guest than the co-founder of Chemists Without Borders. Well, thanks for inviting me, Colin. I explained the two minutes a day project to the audience at the outset of the show, but since you are in many ways the originator of this idea, and because the two minutes a day project is in many ways your brainchild, I thought we would play some of the audio from the talk you gave at last year's ACS meeting. The volunteers at Chemists Without Borders are just ordinary people like the rest of us, uh, but they do do extraordinary things. And you may also be people who do extraordinary things in your professions, in your homes, in in your other lives. I'd like to suggest to you that there's just a little bit more you could do. Here's the thing, just, just imagine... 5, 10, maybe 15 years from now, worldwide headlines saying, global chemistry community lauded for its humanitarian achievements. I believe that's possible. And I believe it's possible by each of us doing something relatively minor, and that is to take two minutes out of every day and focus on humanitarian issues. Just two minutes. According to the International Labor Organization, there are 20 million of us in the chemical enterprise around the world. 20 million. 
if you think about 20 million people spending two minutes a day, it's equivalent to 120,000 people working full-time 40 hours a week, 50 weeks a year on humanitarian issues, people like us. And what I believe is that from those two minutes a day, things will change. You spend two minutes a day, but a month later, you've already spent an hour. You've thought about some things. Maybe you've written something down. Maybe you made a phone call. Maybe you've talked to somebody else. And a month later, it's another hour, another Maybe you sit down over a cup of coffee once a week now. You're starting to get interested in your own ideas and the people you're talking to. So I think it's quite possible for us to go from where we are today, which is doing whatever it is we're doing, which is clearly not enough. has been mentioned, uh, um, the whole world's in a terrible state of chassis, as the, as the quotation is. Um, uh, you don't really know what it means, but you know what it means. It's things, things are not going as well as they could. So I really have a belief that we can make a huge difference in the world just by starting off with two minutes a day. But it matters that we all do it. It's not enough for it to be sporadic. It matters that uh, when you go to another conference, you go to uh, a Royal Society of Chemistry meeting in, in Britain, or you go to Australia, or anywhere else you go in the world, developing world or not developing world, imagine that when you get together, everybody is saying one to another, two minutes a day, what are you doing? What are you doing? you know, and we're all in the game. That's the potential. Two minutes a day consistently and persistently, the way you do all sorts of other things, consistently and persistently. Imagine brushing your teeth. Instead of brushing your teeth, uh, let's say, two to four minutes a day, every day of the month, you just do it for, for one to two hours on the first day of every month. How would that work? You'd lose your friends and you'd lose your teeth, you know? So you, go, you don't go to the gym once a month for 10 hours. You go to the gym or you do your exercises half an hour a day, five days a week. But it's that same strategy, a little bit. And it doesn't really cost us anything. It's all possible. Uh, it's, it's, the question is, will we, will we do something? So after listening to that, audio clip where you clearly outline the advantages of long-term thinking and what it takes to, you know, actually make a significant dent in many of these humanitarian issues. Could you maybe elaborate on how this idea went from a talk to becoming a project and also the vision that you have for it? Originally, Chemists Without Borders was always about mobilizing the global chemistry community. Uh, it, from the very beginning, the whole idea was that there's a whole lot of us and we can make a difference. Uh, I had no idea what that difference might be. And the thing that motivated us to get started is not the things that we've ended up doing, as it turns out. So uh, the notion of two minutes a day uh, came from the idea that we all have extra time. Well, it's not extra time, but there's time that we don't use. There are cracks of time where we're just sitting there waiting. We're just doing nothing. Uh, um, we're sitting on the toilet, you know? <laughs> what are you thinking about when you're <laughs> sitting there? Uh, um, so uh, it, it, uh, it occurred to me that, that we all have the time to think about, about uh, humanitarian issues, but they don't get a place in our minds. They're not forefront in our minds. Um, 
the the things that uh, in order for things to be in our minds uh, regularly, there needs to be uh, a shel shelf space in our minds for the information. Um, the things that we don't see around us. There's a new book, I've just uh, started reading, uh, a new book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he, he addresses these issues about if you want to have habits to work for you, you need to put things in front of you so that you'll notice them all the time. It's like uh, um, if you want if you want to eat a lot of candy, all you need to do is have a bowl of candy sitting out on your desk, and you'll eat a lot of candy. It's that kind of thing. But if there's no bowl there, you won't think about candy nearly as much. So the idea is to put a bowl of candy in people's minds, in a sense, to to open up, um, to 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 get a little shelf space, so that when we notice things that might be relevant to humanitarian issues we've already got a place in our minds to put them if we don't have a place in our minds to put things we tend to ignore things we do it all the time it's a natural process we have to select which information is important to us and which information is not because the brain's taking in huge amounts of information all the time so uh the the notion is to create this shelf space and then um uh, see what happens from that. And I don't know the answer. To me, it's an experiment. Um, and uh, when I talk to audiences, I put it that way. Uh, we go through an exercise. What, what, I, what I recommended, what I did in the, in the, in the lectures, in the, in the talks, was to take uh, to give everybody a three by five card. And I talk to them, I tell them the story and so on. And then we do this exercise. Uh, they all get a three by five card and a pen. I tell them, I'm gonna ask you a question and you've got 45 seconds to write down the answer once I ask it. Uh, the question is, if you were inclined, if you had the motivation, the time, the energy, the resources to address a humanitarian problem, what would that be? And then, I ask them to pair off. Uh, each of the pairs takes a turn explaining their idea to the other person. They get 45 seconds or a minute to do that. Then the person they're telling it to gets to respond with a yes and kind of a response, not a yes but, but something that builds on the idea. And it doesn't matter how ridiculous the idea is, I don't care. Uh, and then I asked them one more question. Uh, if you could have, if you could invite anybody to join you in this enterprise that you've written down, who would that be? So now there's two of them in principle. Um, uh, not to mention the person they've just done the little exchange with who is, is potentially a, a, a comp compatriot in the work. But the real experiment is, what do you do with a three by five card? So what I ask them to do is to take the three by five card home and to put it somewhere where they will see it every day, like the bathroom mirror, for instance. So you will see it every day. Every time you go into the bathroom, there's that damn card again. And the idea is that over time, when you're out and about and you see things that, that um, would connect with that idea, you will notice them. So that's the notion that people will take this and start to notice things they'll have a conversation 
perhaps they'll call the person that they put on their on their card as the person they'd like to have or or uh, they meet for a cup of coffee or something like that and over time this two minutes a day which is equivalent to a, to an hour a month uh, this two minutes a day has the potential to turn into something and I don't know what that something is uh, it's it's all about it's for me it's about turning potential energy into kinetic energy you know and I just want a little bit of people's time a little bit of people's uh, uh, mind space to to focus on these issues and I think it will change over time. It will change the kinds of, um, the way we do uh, experiments, the way we interact with people, um, the kinds of experiments we do will be modified by the fact that we now have this other idea in mind. I wonder if, I wonder whether we could accomplish this or that, solve this or that problem. And when I gave the talk, you didn't, you weren't part of the conversation, right? Podcasts and 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 a two minutes a day program wasn't part of the conversation. It was just an idea. Now we're starting to implement things, and I like I like the idea that uh, we are creating a an environment and resource for people who want to participate in this. One of the reasons uh, chemists become chemists is because they want to make a difference in the world. It may not be true for all of us, but many of us, most of the ones I know. They would really want to make the world a better place. So all I'm suggesting is that we, we, as human beings, we have much to contribute to making the world a better place, not just as chemists. That's the thing. And that's in many ways, you know, the foundation of this project. We're trying to spread awareness on these issues beyond the immediate network because a lot of these issues you know in a literal sense we're an international organization that goes beyond borders but we're also you know we need collaborators and we need partners in other sectors to help us advance that mission and that's kind of the beauty of chemistry too where chemists are everywhere so I think that's definitely to our benefit to function in that manner one thing about chemists is we're connected with all sorts of other people uh, so uh, I, I, if you go to if you go to a, a, a corporation like like Dow or DuPont or any of these corporations the chemists are only a small proportion well not a trivially small proportion but uh, you know 10 or 20 percent of the uh, the people in the company the rest of the people are doing all the other things that are associated with getting a product out the door or whatever it is they're they're specifically doing. They're everything from graphic designers and lawyers and 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 uh, uh, there are doctors. There are all sorts of people involved in these companies with all sorts of occupations. And uh, we have the capacity to connect with all of those people in in a kind of snap of the fingers way nowadays. You know, the, the, you, you've grown up in the information age, but for people like me, the information age is a change. A radical change from what went before. It's it's uh, it's massive, and so um, we can now do things that we couldn't do before with this kind of communication. And and it strikes me that the pandemic has actually emphasized how capable we now are in that kind of way. Just in our own conversations, we've discussed the importance of being chemists without borders, and kind of what that means literally, but also broadly. 
Could you maybe illuminate for our audience how the emphasis on Without Borders ties into the mission of Two Minutes a Day? Uh, the, the, the name Chemists Without Borders, different people interpret different things about that. I interpret it very, very broadly. The, the emphasis is not on the chemists, it's on the without borders. It's the thinking that says there are no borders between us. What we must be careful of is, and, and this is particularly appropriate for somebody like me, it's not what it's not what we want to do that matters. What matters is when you've got this three by five card, you say, oh, I want to do this. Well, fine. But how you implement that is crucial. You can't just walk in and say, hey, I've got a solution for you. And how can they collaborate with you too? Like that's a big common theme here and having a lot of people working together with different ideas and different skill sets to solve problems that frankly demand that. And that's true. Together, everyone achieves more. Um, so the, it, it requires a lot of listening and it requires that um, I believe it requires change in everybody. Not a specific change, but everybody, I believe, we all need to be open to the idea that we are inadequate in some regard regarding what we're trying to accomplish. And that we need to, we need to, be, uh, we need to be very modest and, and open to criticism, suggestions, uh, and, and so on. And kind of going along that line, I wanted to touch on how we think about these problems and creating a space for dedicated thinking where we are thinking intentionally but not limiting our thoughts either. If you were to distill down how you have developed a unique approach for humanitarian thinking, you know, that I think that would be very helpful if you could maybe describe your own background with humanitarian issues, your thought process, and kind of how that connects to the precepts of this project as a whole. This, this really comes about, the, the, the history is that I'm just an ordinary guy reading the weekly glossy news magazine of the American Chemical Society, Chemical and Engineering News, a magazine I read more or less cover to cover except the fine print. There was an article, they did, occasionally they do um, lo relatively long articles, reviews of the, the state of the art in, on some particular subject. This one was about a class of vaccines known as carbohydrate vaccines. And uh, Dr. John Robbins at the National Institutes of Health, an eminent scientist, said, we have the best vaccine by far against typhoid, the best vaccine on the planet. And it's sitting on the shelf over there because nobody wants to make it. Well, I got fired up about that. I get fired up about things, but I don't usually do anything about it. The reason I did something about it, which was to write a letter to the editor, uh, was because I happened to be associated with a group of business people who said, we don't care what you know or don't know. What we know about you is that you have a lot more potential than you're currently demonstrating. We don't care where you are, what you're doing, whatever. We all have a lot more potential than we are demonstrating today. We all have a lot more capacity. Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't bother going to school. You know, we're always learning. So so I was, I was around these folks who said, Anything's possible if you have an attitude that says anything's possible. 
it was with that mindset that I wrote this letter to the editor. And the, the letter to the editor said, uh, a sh it was a very pompous letter in retrospect. I thought it was brilliant at the time. In retrospect, I think it was terrible. Uh, it, had, it even had typos in it, much to my shame. So I don't tell people to read the letter anymore because it's embarrassing. I just tell them about the letter. The point is that the letter got published. And this is one of the great lessons about all of this is that you have to step up. When you step up, uh, people notice. When you step forward, other people step up. So I thought I'd be inundated with, with responses uh, to give you an idea about the, the chemistry community. I got, I got one, one response. Well, I just want to say it has been an immense pleasure to have you on the show, and I think this first episode did a really good job of highlighting who you are and our mission in doing any of this. We hope to continue to bring more perspectives to this show in future episodes, and we really hope that by bringing different guests from across the chemistry and humanitarian community, we can all grow together as thinkers and leaders. Thanks for sticking with us through this episode of 20 Minutes a Day. This podcast has been a Chemists Without Borders production. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at ChemWithoutB, and please subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us if you leave a review and helps make our show more visible to future listeners. Thank you.